Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everyone. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability and a crazy little limp. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, Johnson. Today, our topic is called You Can Never Go Home Again. Oh, man. Nice. Okay. And I'm chuckling because when people ask me where my home is, I always inadvertently say Kansas, right? Because it's where I grew up. It's where I became who I am. Although I've lived in California a lot longer yeah. than, I lived in Can- than I lived in Kansas. But my formative years were in Overland Park, Kansas. However, I was not born there. And it's kind of funny. I got to tell you this. When people say, hey, man, where are you from? I'm like, Kansas. And, and they get a nerve. <laughs> they're like, they get they're little, like, no, no, you're, you're not from Kansas. <laughs> like, they get a little, they get a nerve, you know, and they're like, no, no, I mean, really, where are you from? And I'm like, Overland Park, Kansas. <laughs> and then they're like, where were you born? And then that's when I say Pakistan, right? But it's kind of funny. I've always had a stigma telling people that I'm from Pakistan, not that I have anything against it because the people are really, really nice. But clearly, I don't agree with the politics. I don't agree with the religion. And I was born in, I was basically raised in Kansas. Right. 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 And to pile on top of that, we moved to Kansas when I was under one year old. Right. Yeah. So my mom and dad made it a specific point to make sure that we were regular Midwestern children. Mm, we yeah. celebrated Christmas. We celebrated Easter. And, and so now that we're older, my mom and dad are like, you guys don't have any tradition. <laughs> and I always say, why do you think you don't have any tradition? Because <laughs> you raised us as Kansans. You didn't raise us as Pakistanis. Right, right. So why I want to discuss being born in Pakistan is I've only been there four times in my life. Mm. And unless the politics change a lot, I don't see myself ever going back. Yeah. Now, now, do you have like a ton of family over there? A little bit of family? Like how, you know, how much of, of I, I would imagine the majority of your family is over there. Is that right? The majority of my family, I guess I don't know about the majority. I think about half my family is over there. Okay. Probably less, probably less than half is over there. Okay. And the other part of my family is already in America. Okay. So it's really interesting, man. I've been there four times in 75, 84, 89, and 2007. Mm. The times that I've been there, I feel completely out of place. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes when I'm here in America, people are like, go home to your country. And I'm like, this is my country. Yeah, you're like, I am home. (laughs) I am home, and the place I was born doesn't really like me. I kiss the ground of the United States as much as I can, man, because... The United States is so, so, so good with people with disabilities. That's funny because I was just going to ask you, like, what is it like over there, you know, with people with disabilities? Like, you know. Well, no, no, it's it's a great topic, and I'll give you a very direct answer. No, they don't really care. Wow. And just to say, now, there's mansions and Porsches and really big houses there as well. Right. So it is not what the American um, media draws it out to be there are certainly parts of it like that sure right without question yeah but there's also wealthy people with nice homes and nice cars right right how how however i won't even say disabled people are second-class citizens over there because i think they're less than second-class citizens over there yeah no that's why i was wondering because i know i know even in nepal 
uh, blind people over there are just like, you know, I almost, I, this may be going a bit too far, almost not even considered like human, like blind well, people, it, it, like not, not human, but I mean, they're just really, really not cared for. And like, if you don't have family over there, if you're blind and you don't have family to take care of you, you it's, you're going to have a rough go at it. Yeah, you are. And I'll tell you this again, I'll reiterate the people are really nice. I mean, they're loving and open and kind and really great to be around. Having said that, if you have a disability in that country, they all they just write you off, period. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah. well, that guy can't do anything. Right, right. right. That, that's what it's period. like. Yeah, that's what it's like in Nepal. Like, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you don't have family to take care of you, just forget about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what I want to do today is talk about one of my trips over there, the 1984 trip. Mm. Already going over, I don't want to leave Kansas because we went over in the summertime. And I wanted to stay with my friends and play baseball and run around and, and ride my moped and do all these fun things. And and I had a driver's license then, right? So I'm like, you're taking me away from prime driving <laughs> driving opportunities, right? Right. So I didn't want to go to begin with, but I did keep an open mind because I didn't really know my grandparents because, you know, they live several thousand miles away. Right. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to go see my grandparents. So I get there and my mom's family owns a village. And I remember getting there, Jonathan, and my grandfather being so intensely proud and so when I meet him, the first thing I notice is that he, he's old with a full head of hair. And I think, wait a minute, usually your hair is tied to your mom's dad. I might be in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I do have a little bald spot, which kind of bugs me because he didn't <laughs> way, into, way into his 90s. But anyway, I get there. He meets me and he's like, put your bags away, son. I got to show you the land. And he takes me around, right? Yeah. And it's huge. It's so big. And you know what he starts saying, Johnson? And remember, I'm 16. Mm, mm. So I'm getting all pumped up, right? Yeah. He's like, Hamad, look as far as you can see. That's our land. And I'm like, wow, good for you. And he goes, no, not good for me. Good for you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, this could all be yours. Right. Yeah. And he, yeah. Starts, he starts showing me around and I'm like, well, I kind of live in Kansas, dude. It's not like I'm going to leave America. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he starts showing me all these places and, and all this stuff. And he's like those camels, yours, those cows, yours. All this land could eventually be yours. And he's showing me all this stuff. Right. Yeah. After he shows me all this stuff, Johnson, I go, oh, my God, man. My mom is going to be so excited. <laughs> Just like that. He pauses and he looks at me and he goes, why would your mom be excited? And I go, what do you mean why would my mom be excited? She's your daughter. And I mean, just like that, just like that, man, his whole face drains, mm. completely drains. And mm. he's like, oh, you're the son of one of my daughters? And he goes, Oh, well, you get nothing. I thought you were one of my son's son. Man, it is so funny. Like, you, you mentioned that because I'm thinking to myself, huh, I wonder, like, because I was like, I, obviously, you're not the oldest kid. So I'm like, 
So he totally ignored uh, Dolly's older than you, right? So like he didn't yeah. pull her aside. He pulled Hamad aside because he's the guy. He's he's the man. You know, he's the boy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I wonder if he was passing on to him because he's you know the, the man. And th- that's so funny. Just like oh wrong 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 grandkid. <laughs> Never mind. You don't get it. <laughs> good thing. Good thing you weren't like all psyched and you know ready to to move in. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. And the funny thing is, that's just one part of the story. I can't tell you how many aunts, basically aunts, not uncles, but yeah. how many aunts came to me and said, don't worry, we'll get you somebody to marry. And I'm like, I'm like what? And they go, well, you know, m- most girls aren't going to want you, but we'll get you somebody. And I'm like, I'm not going to have an arranged marriage. I'm American. Right? And they're like, don't, they're like no, 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 you, you don't understand. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll find you somebody. We'll find you somebody. Oh, man. And, and I'm just thinking, wow, you went from building me up to telling me I'm going to be some land baron, right? Yeah. To, to all of a sudden saying no woman could ever love me. To, to, to don't but, worry. We'll find someone to force, to force on you. Like. No, and not just that. You know what their angle was? Mm. Their angle was you're American. Oh, your, pass- right. your passport will get you somebody. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. Oh man, like don't don't worry. Your damaged goods, but we'll 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 find a way around it. We'll, we'll get yeah exactly. <laughs> Which and so I'm sitting there battling with that. I'm battling with the fact that they don't think I can have anyone other than somebody forced upon me. Right, right. And more importantly, not forced upon me. Me forced upon them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And I'm battling with all this, and my two sisters are loving it. They're laughing really, really hard, right? <laughs> and then the other thing, and let me get a little bit personal here just because I think it's funny. They actually had ceramic toilets put in a couple months early knowing that we were coming. No, no they're kidding. Like, you know, they're like the American kids don't know anything other than sitting on a ceramic toilet. They can't just squat over a hole, right? Oh, man. <laughs> And let me clarify, because people that listen to this are like, oh, he's making it seem horrible. They actually, it's just a way of doing things. They have a ceramic base, but it's on the floor. So you still have to squat over it. It's not like a chair that you sit on. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's not raised off the ground. It's it's just. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's zero sense to me. Why even have anything at all if you can't sit on it? I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and then I'm going there, Jonathan, and then the two ceramic toilets that they put in, somebody was using them or they weren't working or, or whatever. They were in need of repair or something. And I had to use the ones in the ground. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, uh, no big deal. I'll, I can adapt anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. But he, here's the problem. Man, I only have balance on one side of my body, right? I hear you. Yeah. So I'm squatting over there, and I'm looking down, and there's this hole with a bunch of you-know-what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And my sisters are laughing their butt off, right? like, oh, my God, he's going to fall in. <laughs> and I almost did fall in. I didn't, thank God. But I almost did, man. I'm sitting there just stressed out of my mind thinking, oh, my God, I've got to keep my balance. I've got to take a shit. I've got to do all this. <laughs> And not completely fall in a big pile of poo. And, you know, it's kind of funny, just even more personal, not that I need to or should, but it's funny, so why not, right? <laughs> Is 
After one experience of that, like squatting over a hole yeah. to use a bathroom, yeah, I, I tried really hard not to right. go number two. Yeah, you're probably just like, <laughs> hold it in. Do, do whatever I must do to not have to go. So you know what's funny? And Dolly will attest to this. I actually fainted twice because I was afraid to go, and I kept holding it in as much as I can. And <laughs> Oh, man. You could have got really sick from that. Yeah, I, I know. And you know what wound up happening? And this turned out to be a really good thing. But what wound up happening is after my second faint, my mom, she came to me and she goes, you know what? This is too much for you. We have relatives in London. Why don't you and your cousin go to London for a few weeks while your sisters wrap up here in Pakistan? Right? So I'm like, yes! I'm going to England! I'm you're, going to England! You're like, see you later, Dolly and Mona? I did. I'm like, see ya! And they're like, that's not fair. That's not fair. He gets to hang out in London. And, you know, and we're stuck here in Pakistan. And actually, you know, it's funny. All Pakistani is going to say that idiot is not Pakistani because he pronounces it wrong. Let me just tell you something. I know it's pronounced Pakistan. I know it's supposed to be Pakistan. But all my American friends for the past many, many, many years always call it Pakistan. So I've been ruined. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. My wife's the same way. She her her family is from Colorado. And that's how they say it over there. Colorado. But over on the East Coast, we say Colorado. So that's how Coloradans can tell if you're actually from there or not. If you say Colorado, you're like, oh, I'm from Colorado. They'll be like, no, you're not. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's funny, Jonathan, because I'll talk to people that I'll talk to other Pakistanis and they'll say, um, where are you from? And I say Pakistan. And they look at me and they're like, shame on you. you yeah, mean Pakistan, yeah, yeah. You mean Pakistan. And I'm like, yeah, same place. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm trying really not hard not to bash on it too much because I want to reiterate again, the people themselves are really, 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 really nice. Really nice. But, you know, there's things I'll never forget. Were there? Uh, so I guess my first question before you get to that, my, what, I, what I want to know, maybe uh, people listening, was there any sort of like, well, I mean, you went there before because you said you went there like 70 something, but you were probably, you're a little bit younger, but... Was there any sort of, like, culture shock where you're just like, whoa, like, okay, I'm not used to this. Like, you know, I'm from America. We don't do this over here, over there. You know, like, was there anything? There was a lot of culture shock. And there's two things that come to mind. When we stayed in a hotel, every time you pulled into the hotel, and they, this still happened in 2007. So it happened in 84 and in 2007. Okay. I'm about to tell you. Okay. When you, when you pulled into the hotel... They had armed guards with these long sticks with mirrors on them. Mm. And they'd put the sticks under your car so they could check if you had a car bomb. Whew, man. And, and man, I got to tell you, that's what opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. Now I love America an infinite times more than I did a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? Really blew me away. Man. You know? And then there's other things that come to mind, Jonathan, like, we had servants there at, oh, that, really? at my family's at my family's house. Yeah. And and I don't really believe in that. Right. Because they weren't adults with a job. They were kids. Oh, OK. OK. You know, they're like 10 to 12 year old kids. Yeah. And so one day my grandfather, the same one that tell that told me, you know, that I, I inherit nothing. <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> one day he goes, 
hey, do you want a Coke? And I'm like, I'd love a Coke. And then he goes, okay, just wait. I didn't realize he sent some eight-year-old kid on a steel frame bicycle to go pedal 15 miles in oh, like 199-degree heat to go get me a Coke. Man. And, and to make matters worse, he told the kid to bring the Coke back with an ice block so it didn't get warm. Yeah. So now this little eight- or nine-year-old kid was riding his bike back with a block of ice, making, keeping my Coke cold. The kid comes back. What do I do, man? I feel guilty, right? Yeah. So, so what do I do? I share my Coke with him. Right, right. Right? I pop it open, and I give it to him. I'm like, you take the first sip. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, no, man, you take the first sip. I share my Coke with my friends. You're my friend. Take a sip. And he took a sip. And then I took a sip, and he took a sip, and vice versa. Yeah. Three minutes later, my grandfather caught wind of this, and my God, he was so pissed. No kidding. The guy was so mad. He's like, you never share a drink with this with a helper. And I'm like, dude, he's not a helper. He's a kid. He's a little boy. <laughs> right, right. Right? This kid should be going to school, not riding 15 miles to go get me a drink. Hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I know it's cultural, and it seems like I'm bashing on it, but it's just a culture I didn't understand. Yeah. You know? And then <laughs> I know I'm all over the place. Are you still following oh, me? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm right with you. So, you know, I was <laughs> I was at a dinner party. Not a dinner party. Like a get-together at my family's village house. And the cool thing is the house was really open, meaning on the roof, the roof was open. So we'd sleep on the roof looking at the stars. Oh, that's cool. Right. Because there's no way to like, you know, it's so damn hot. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way to, there's got to be no way to stay cool over there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I remember one day, one of the village people, I don't know if we were related to this guy or not. But he comes to me and and he spoke a little bit of English and I actually speak Urdu. Not as well as somebody who grew up in Pakistan. Yeah. But but I do speak it. So he came up to me and he's like, I got to tell you something very important. And I'm like, okay. And he takes me aside and I think he's going to say, like, you have a great responsibility being an American. You can help this family. Oh, I thought it was going to be something great. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what he tells me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he goes... You have a problem you have to figure out. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, you should only be wiping your ass with your left hand. Oh, man. Because it's really wrong to wipe with your right. Because you shake people's hands with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing is, I looked at both of my hands and I'm like, I'm screwed. <laughs> 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 he goes, that's not an answer. You know, you need to respect your family and figure something out. And I'm like, I think I'm screwed. But right? oh, well, little things like that were around every single turn. I just, it just seemed like everything I tried wasn't accepted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Although the people were nice. So I don't know. It was a really weird time. Hmm. It's, it's funny because I'm, I, I'm, I can't remember what you just said, but I, this thought popped in my head where it's funny how really a lot of it is sort of um, 
nurture more than nature. Like you didn't grow up, you know, you didn't grow up in, in that area. You didn't grow up around those like ideals and how they think and stuff. So that's not part of you just cause you're, you're Pakistani and they are, you're, you're too, almost, I don't want to say totally different, but like, you know, your grandfather's like, no, no, don't, don't give the servant, you know, the drink that that's not what you're supposed to do. And, and, but in your mind, like, man, this kid should be in school. <laughs> you know, like, and, right, but, but exactly. Yet, but yet you come from the same lineage, like it. So it's not like you, you're born thinking that way or acting that way. It's because of of the nurture around you when you grow up in that area that that upbringing. Then, I don't know, it's, just, it's interesting to hear it, to hear it like that way. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, and and you know, it's sad. It, it just angered me. And to be honest, as I'm discussing it, it's probably what got me to to walk further away from that culture. Mm, mm. It probably because I came back to Kansas, and I'm accepted again. Right for the most for the most part. Right, right, right. And, and you know the 27 years in California have been complete bliss. Yeah. And I'm and I'm living out my childhood dreams again for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I thought it'd be fun to share uh, since I haven't really talked about it, and we're on episode number 48. I thought it'd be fun to share. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Like I said, I, I learned I learned a lot. I thought I thought it was really cool. Definitely a lot of neat insight. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. So that is my story for today, my friend. All right, and if you guys want to check us out, we are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, every other place on the Android market you could possibly download podcasts. And so we thank you all for listening and downloading, and it's really appreciated. You can find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, like us, follow us, and uh, don't forget to visit toysaccessible.com where that website has toys built specifically for children with various disabilities so they can meet the needs of kids that have low motor skills uh you know maybe they're paraplegics quadriplegics uh learning disabilities blind deaf whatever it might be these toys are created with those uh needs in mind so check out toysaccessible.com and Haman, how can they get a hold of us that's pretty easy. Info at limpingoncloud9.com. Info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. All right, my friend, let's wrap it. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and we'll talk to you next episode. See ya.